Hello and welcome to Accounting for Sovereign Debt Restructurings under International Public Sector Accounting Standards, a special audio podcast from the staff of the International Public Sector Accounting Standards Board. I'm Acting Technical Director John Stanford. With me is Ipsasby staff member Ross Smith. Ross leads for the Ipsasby on financial instruments. Over the next few minutes, we'll be using a question and answer format to highlight how International Public Sector Accounting Standards, or IPSASs, reflect the accounting consequences of certain sovereign debt restructuring transactions. During the Q&A, we will not reference any specific transaction, and this podcast is not intended to be used as application guidance during sovereign debt restructurings. The terms and conditions of specific restructurings are, of course, highly complex and voluminous. They may include, but are not limited to, the extension of maturities, reductions in interest rates, changes in counterparties, and the issuance of additional complex financial instruments. Ross, let's start with the requirements of IPSAS's financial liabilities. Are they consistent with private sector international financial reporting standards. Yes, John. IPSAS 28-30 were drawn primarily from the ISB's financial instrument standards with modifications for public sector specific issues. Public sector guidance was included for concessionary loans and large-scale financial guarantees. Thank you, Ross. Let's move on to the next area. Do financial instrument requirements in IPSAS's define debt or net debt? No, John. IPSAs do not specifically define debt or net debt. IPSAs require entities to present a comprehensive statement of financial position, including all the assets and liabilities of the entity, both financial and non-financial. IPSAs do not emphasize individual line items, such as financial liabilities, or components of individual line items, such as debt, in isolation from other liabilities. Nevertheless, while IPSAs take a holistic approach to the entity's assets and liabilities, IPSAs provide all the information on financial instruments necessary for decision-making and accountability purposes. Ross, are IPSAs requirements consistent with government finance statistics reporting guidelines for loans and debt securities? For example, the system of national accounts, government finance statistics, or the European system of accounts. No, IPSAs and Government Finance Statistics Reporting Guidelines have different objectives. The objectives of financial reporting by public sector entities are to provide information about the reporting entity that is useful to users of general purpose financial reports for accountability and decision-making purposes. GFS reports are used to analyze fiscal policy options, make policy and evaluate the impact of fiscal policies, determine the impact on the economy, and compare fiscal outcomes nationally or internationally. IPSAs are also not consistent with the Excessive Deficit Procedure, the EDP, an EU requirement for reporting national government debts and deficits. The EDP measures debt securities at face value. Thanks, Ross. Moving on, under what circumstances are financial liabilities de-recognised under IPSAs? That's to say, extinguished and therefore removed from the statement of financial position. Financial liabilities are derecognized when specified conditions are met. A key condition related to restructurings 
is that there must have been a substantial modification of the terms of the loan agreement. A substantial modification in terms occurs when the discounted present value of the cash flows, including fees, is at least 10% different from the discounted present value of the remaining cash flows of the original financial liability. If the original financial liability is derecognized, the substantially modified liability is then subject to initial recognition requirements under IPSAS 29. If a modification is not considered substantial, there is not an extinguishment and the original financial liability is not derecognized. There will, however, be a change in the carrying amount of the financial liability based on the modified future cash flows. Thanks for these insights, Ross, on what is clearly a very important subject. The goal of this podcast has been to highlight a few key issues on the topic of accounting for sovereign debt restructurings under IPSAS. The IPSASB staff have prepared a written document which provides more background and addresses these issues and several more in greater detail. That document can be found on the IPSASB website, www.ipsasb.org. We encourage you to reference this document. Please also follow us on Twitter, at IPSASB underscore news. On behalf of the staff of the International Public Sector Accounting Standards Board, this has been Ross Smith and John Stanford. Thank you for listening.